I lit this candle at the beginning of the construction project to pray for all of those who were working on the roof, that they would have protection and safety, to pray for the beginnings of this great endeavor, to provide for whatever it was that was needed and maybe unexpected, uh, to provide for all of the things that would come our way, uh, and decided that it would stay lit. We would have a lit candle in front of St. Joseph uh, because we put this envelope underneath him and prayed that God would provide by filling it up. And thank goodness for electronic bank transfers. Because we fit quite a bit in here. (laughs) Today I am grateful to blow out the candle. In gratitude to God and the intercession of St. Joseph and so many good people who have made this great, great mission possible. By the way, I started the envelope thing, if you remember, because I needed tennis shoes. (laughs) We've come a long way. (laughs) I want to acknowledge a few people uh, uh, for the sake of circumstances and where we're at. I think this is just the easiest way to do this uh, before the homily. Uh, First, we must give thanks to Jesus Christ, who has given each of us new life. All glory and honor and praise be to him. Grateful for Bishop DeGrude, who gave the go-ahead for this ambitious plan and has been praying for all of us. The diocesan staff, particularly Thad Pals and others who helped in the beginning, particularly for the roof damage and walking around and making a plan and going through the levels that need to be uh, approved in order to do this work. Father Terry Anderson, the pastor of the Newman Center, the pastor of the pastorate, who gave logistical help and wisdom and support as a pastor and also was a $5,000 contributor because he wanted to ensure that all of the coyotes knew that there was a jackrabbit who was willing to give. It instigated many other people. Grateful for those. Lead donors who trusted this work was of Jesus in the early days and whose great confidence to do what seemed unthinkable made each day worth tackling one more thing. Your early and very significant support was essential to the work. All the donors, the students and adults, alumni and family and friends, Catholics and non-Catholics, South Dakota residents, non-residents who were all over the country, coyotes and, as I said, jackrabbits, numerous priests, and one priest who is now going to become a coyote. Welcome to the family, Father Terry Anderson. Those donors who maybe weren't aware of or able to support the Raise the Roof effort, but support us in so many ways throughout the years to keep the lights on. What we did doesn't pay for the everyday stuff that we uh, need to keep the ministry going, so we're grateful for all donors. A note about donor for identification. Uh, I wasn't able to do so. I was sort of trying to keep all the wheels spinning. Um, And there's a requirement that uh, we have approval from donors before we make their names possible. It's sort of a legal thing now. 
Um, I was able to do that for the lead donors and then didn't even have time to make that unknown. I trust that that's the way God has wanted it. Because there are 510 people who would need to be on that list. Over 500 people collectively raised this place that we might have this roof over our heads. I'm grateful to the campaign team, Peggy Whitmire, Casey Brueggemann, Molly Fulton, for your ideas and your discernment and your support at crucial points as we uh, moved this thing forward. The student team, Veronica Knippling and Mary Sharpenberg, uh, Mary being with all of the social media and Veronica, the, the branding, the design, uh, the brochures, the website, uh, and Sachin Kadak, whom you may know from the university, is always the one with the drone and doing the social media stuff. He is the one who often plays ping pong around here, and he made the video uh, that you saw on the website and in different places. Uh, Emma Greiner, who's on the finance council and often was in the back scenes doing details and things that uh, were important but not flashy. And the Newman Board Finance Council, who continues to provide guidance and steerage of this mission and ship. The Newman Board, for your strong support. It's been amazing to see each of you guys in your own ways take leadership roles and do the work that's here. Your leadership here is what made this easy, this easy and possible. Because we could do these things and all of the other important things continued to happen. Everyone who, the missionaries who helped generate all that support and encouragement, everyone who brought me meals. My favorite was the night I got a donut from Casey's and a piece of pizza. Lifted up in a bucket. The students who you yourselves raised over $6,000 personally to help do this work. Like it was your money. And then on top of that, the other monies, when a donation would come in and I'd read the last name, I thought, ah, so-and-so called mom and dad. Thank you for the ways in which you did your part. And finally, all of those Facebook friends. How much fun was it to do this entire effort, not the entire effort, but to do this all on Facebook? It was so much fun, the interaction and the support uh, friends, we had a ton of fun raising the roof. And I'm here to tell you that we actually blew the roof off. But that has to wait until after Mass. There was a man who was hunting and couldn't get his check in. So he showed up the next day. And there was someone else who saw the success and said, I think... My heart wants us to be even more generous. So we have another announcement at the end of Mass, a way to conclude this great effort. But the total of over 500 donors have made this possible. And these sheets that many of the students did at Friendsgiving are small signs of why we are all doing this work. Two of them that I want to read to you that I believe represent the Newman Center at the University of South Dakota. Hey, I'm an international student, and I'm very grateful for being able to be here and meeting all these nice people. 
having great times and making memories that will last forever. And secondly, my life, the Newman Center has changed my life in the best possible way. I have gotten so much deeper in my faith here. I am involved so much with all the activities and I can see God more in all things I do. I have also met so many of my friends through the Newman Center. I never expected this to be my college experience, but I am so grateful that it is. I thank God every single day that he has led me here. From those that spend themselves night and day under this roof, and those that flew across an ocean to spend one semester and are surprised that they're coming and hanging out at a Catholic church. We have done what will make possible for many, many, many more years to come, that Christ might gather the church. We see in our readings today a dynamic that requires us to understand why the church puts the first reading and the gospel together. Because one might take the first reading and first think it has something to do with a spouse, which certainly it does. But there's a reason that the church ties the gospel and the talents with this one. Because what the first reading is really about is a recognition of what it means to work. The choosing of this reading from the book of Proverbs. And as we see this worthy wife, we see that she's somebody who is obtaining wool and flax. She's working with loving hands. She's putting hands to distaff. Her fingers ply the spindles. We see all of this imagery, this recognition of someone who is at work. And so then we understand the gospel is about how it is that a human being works and what it is that we are called to do. And a recognition that Jesus Christ is giving us this parable to remind all of us who have met him, by the way. He's speaking to people who are in front of him, people who will encounter him for centuries to come through the scriptures people who will be a part of the church or run into the church. And he's giving them this parable to help them remember there is one way in which human beings work. But there is another way in which God wants to work through human hands. And we see that we are given something and we are expected to provide a return. We are expected to bring an abundance into this world. And it's important for us then to ask ourselves the question, have I recognized what it is I've been given? Do you see that you have something that you didn't get on your own? A gift. A gift that you then are freely able to do as you will. And from that gift then, we have a choice. After the recognition then, we say to ourselves, now how do I make it then go from this to this? My friends, going from this to this 
And how it is we approach this is the essential dimension of faith. Because you can go from this to this in a certain sense, all of our own will. But that isn't what the gospel is telling us. The gospel is reminding us that the father is the one who gave and the father is the one who wants to give more. And there is a way to go into an abundance. There is a way to produce more than what you are given, but it isn't you who do it. It's him. And to grow in the ability to recognize, how does that happen? We all want more, right? How do I do that? Great question. How do we get more? And have it be him. Someone asked me a couple of days ago, Father, I want to talk to you about how you did it. Referring to the success of the campaign. Said, I suppose you're going to tell me you prayed. (laughs) Well, that's a pretty good start. And then I thought about it. How did I do it? And I had a recollection of the night that we were all done. And I was putting things away. And this sort of sense in my heart rose up. This was so simple. An awareness, it was easy to do the work. And in those fruits of the Holy Spirit, I recognize it's not me, my friends. It's him. But he gave a work. And when you go forward and do it, something happens. And so I said to him, I said, this is how it happened. I did pray. But then I listened. And when he said go, I tried my best to follow him. And tangibly, that meant sometimes picking up a phone and calling someone that I didn't know and was afraid of rejection. Sometimes that meant getting the campaign team together and saying, hey, it's not doing what I thought, and humbling myself in front of others to be open to ideas that maybe I don't have, but gifts God gave them. It means sometimes being patient And letting it all go to the back burner. And letting welcome week happen. And spending a month not worrying one bit about where the roof is. And the discerning heart grows in its ability to say, I think that's you right there. Where do you want us to go? And then do it. And the fruit just comes about. The other day I had a conversation with someone who has been listening for God. Somebody who I see frequently that's praying to him. Looks really ordinary. Not even sure he understands what it is that's happening. 
But he would say, I'm just following what it is that he seems to be doing here. And he recognizes in his heart a need to pray to him. And so he does. That is the gospel. That's it. We don't have to make the abundance. We don't have to become super prayers. We don't have to become holy rulers. We have to do what God asks of us right now. And for some of us, it might be to come and sit in the front row and pray day after day after day after day. And for others, it might be to just walk through this door for the first time. And wherever we're at on that spectrum, we can be fulfilling the parable today to do the work that God entrusted to us. And how do we know what the work is? We pay attention to our hearts and the circumstances as they happen. And then he does things that are beyond us. Like these international students who are shocked that they keep coming to the Catholic Church. (laughs) Who feel so welcomed among us. And also this young man who said in this conversation, Father, something's happening in my prayer and I don't know what it is. And the minute he said it, I thought, right there is the abundance produced by God. A new level in the spiritual life. A new awareness of what it means to pray. A new discovery that God is present day by day. As the other witness said, who recognized, I see God more and more in my life. But that growth would have never come about had whoever those people are not first took that step. And those steps are the work. And then sometimes those steps mean Father John says, hey, how about you guys help with a brand new website that I don't know how to do? Do you? And sometimes that means Father John says, hey, there's a wood pile out there that if it's not off the ground, termites are going to get in. Can you figure out a way to get it up off the ground? Hey, I got an idea about how to welcome new people. I have no idea how it'll work, but I think it's a good idea. Would you run with it? Hey, I want to come over to your house and uh, hang out with you guys and watch football on Saturday afternoon. Would you cook me dinner? Hey, this place is a mess. Would you help clean? All of those things, you guys, are moments you could have said no. And all of those things in the end aren't the work that brings us back here. But it is through tangible hands and tangible people and tangible feet that God enters this world. And who did you meet when you said yes to those things? And what did you think about when you went through with those things? And how did you end up coming to the chapel maybe when you thought you were just coming to play? And what is it that happened when you were playing in the lawn and someone walked by unexpectedly and you were able to say, hey, come on in? This is what the parable is about. God has a word. For you and me. And if we simply pray and try to recognize what it is He wants for each of us in time, He will do something way beyond what we could on our own.
It's been a privilege to see 500 people, the instruments of God. It's a privilege to see each of you, though, individually, uniquely, in your own heart, in your own journey, respond to what it is he wants of you. As you, then, are sent into the world, you, too, will become instruments of him, able to help other people do exactly what you learned to do here, to pray, to recognize where he's working in your life and to be willing to say yes and do his work.